0: From deep in an unmarked vault in the Capital Wastelands, it's James Robertson and Michael Lucas Smith on Games. Let's talk about Fallout. Well, since that's the game we're all waiting for, sure. Well, let's talk about Fallout 3 before we get into okay, Fallout. Fallout 3. 3 well Vegas. that was the first, that's the first Fallout game I played. I mean that's the one that you um you forced me to play by sending it to forced you. Forced it
1: to you. I bought it for you and had it sent
0: to your doorstep. That's right. Forced it on me. i've invested i've invested probably the equivalent of a couple of months into that game
1: yeah i would say i've invested probably about the same maybe more and i went everywhere did why did that my second play my
0: first play i i did exactly what i did the first time i played dragon age i kind of just ran the plot didn't find much of the world and i think um what is it in fallout three there what you can get up to level 30
1: uh, it was originally level 20, and then one of the expansions put it up
0: right. to 30. But, but I have, since you sent me that, uh, the but the collector's edition. You yeah, get game of the year edition, yeah. Right, so you can get up to level 30 in that. But either way, I got up to level 19 the first playthrough I did, and I managed to finish the damn thing, but it, it, the uh, the final boss battles were pretty hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the giant robot is awesome. <laughs> and, and just, like, constantly spewing planetisms about... Um, uh, basically anti-communist stuff. This is hilarious.
0: <laughs> well, that's almost as... You know, it's it's, uh, it's almost as funny as what happens when you're at... Uh, what's what's the the marsh down in the south? It's one of the add-ons. Oh, yeah, you're on the island? Yeah, when you're on the island, you have to take the ferry boat where they, where they remove part of your brain. Yeah, I mean, so this is a spoilers podcast for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, at this point, if you haven't played Fallout 3, you're just wrong. <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: So, yeah, they take part of your brain. I, I warned you that that was... <laughs> The conclusion of that was nasty. Well,
0: you didn't tell me they were going to take part of my brain. <laughs> something bad was going to happen.
1: <laughs> and then you get—did you recover your brain bit? No, you told me I could do that, but I didn't do that. So you go down to the bottom of the boat, and that's after you kill the person. Yeah. I, if you didn't kill the person, there's something wrong with you. Uh, so I killed the—actually,
0: I killed everybody there, except that they randomly respawn new tribal members. But I killed everybody I saw.
1: Yeah, so I killed the fairy person, uh, went down into the cabin, and there's all the brain bits down there in jars, and one of them looks familiar. So you take that one, and that's, that's your bit of brain. Right, but it's not like you can put it back. <laughs> you can't put it back in, no. <laughs> what do you think this is? Well, there's a lot of weird things you can do in Fallout, so... I, mean, <laughs> you might think. I think the only place you would have the technology to do that would be up on the alien spaceship.
0: Mm, yeah, or maybe you could use a variant to the F.E.V. virus for all I know. Mhm. <laughs> well, Actually, did you ever this is going to skip forward a whole lot, but did you ever pl- do a playthrough where you injected the FEV virus at the very end?
1: No, I couldn't bring myself
0: to do it. See, I, I couldn't bring myself to do it either. I don't know what happens. I've I've read some stuff online that says it's bad.
1: The well, it's one of the negative outcomes. The 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 problem is that I I ended up liking the ghouls and the and the mutants and whatnot. So I couldn't. Well, except for the except for the ones down at Tenpenny Towers. Those
0: guys, those, <laughs> those guys are sure. See,
1: now that might be a reason that that you would use the FEV, and and that's one of the problems with Fallout Three is that the that the end it makes a moral choice for you that doesn't make sense. You have a world as a player. You can know what the world's meant to look like. The world has become irradiated. Things are falling to bits. Uh, civilizations collapsed. As a as a person from the the twenty twentieth and now twenty first century, you know what things are meant to look like, uh, and right. what they could be like again without the corruption, without all this radioactive stuff. So, mm-hmm. if you have the incident at Penny Tower, then you might be fully justified in using the FEV virus uh, contaminant thingy majigi to wipe out all the mutants as well. well so you've got clean water and, and no mutants, really- right? I was really tempted to do
0: that in my second playthrough because of what happened to Tenpenny Tower.
1: But then, after you've made your choice, they go, oh, what a bad person you are. You did this, you did that, you did this. And, in fact, the only good way to end, really, is to sacrifice yourself. So, uh, I didn't like that. In the expansion, expansion with with all the add-ons
0: that you get, like in the Collector's Edition or if you've gotten all the DLC, even if you sacrifice yourself you don't actually sacrifice yourself. What, yeah. They changed the ending. You, you, your sacrifice of yourself is actually a two-week coma.
1: Yeah. Or you can sacrifice But they still Paladin. say you're a good person because you
0: intended to sacrifice yourself.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, so that, I didn't like that. And I think that's one of the things that New Vegas is changing in that uh, well, I, yeah, I, it's I not going to have an arbitrary moral decision. You, your moral decision is Camp A hates you because you like Camp B. Right. So if, if if you if you think Cap A has the moral high ground and they don't like you, then you're a bad person. But if you think Cap B has the moral high ground, then obviously you're a good person. And they have more well, than see, that's, two that's caps. That's the other thing that was a
0: little off in Fallout 3, to be honest, is that you have this whole thing where you can play good or evil. I mean, you could blow up Megaton, you could go live in Tenpenny Tower, you could you could collect the ears. I guess what is the ears if you're playing evil? from all the good characters instead of the fingers that you collect if you're a good guy mm-hmm. and, and turn them into that, to those uh, lawyers. I thought that was actually kind of poetic justice that <laughs> the people running things for the bad guys are lawyers. But if you do all that, you still at the end have to side against the Enclave. And, and I always felt like when I got to that point, if you were playing evil, shouldn't you be able to side with the Enclave and tell the Brotherhood of Steel to screw off?
1: Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I went to great pains in my manipulation of the president to convince him... That what he's doing is wrong... And... Well, I even managed to convince him... that. And he, yeah, he agreed... Like he and, and he agreed to help me... But the, the only way he would help me... Was to blow himself up... And it's like... No... We've got this facility here... We've got Raven Rock... We can produce advanced weaponry... Advanced robots... Everything's pristine... We've got a population here that's healthy... We've got doctors... We've got scientists... We've got everything we need... This is not the place to blow up. This is the start of a new society. We just need to oust the crappy government, oust the, get the soldiers doing the right things instead of killing innocent people. Right, there's like 10 people that probably needed to be whacked. You know, if you've got the president on your side and you use the FEV virus, the military's going to be on your side. That should be a completely valid ending. You've got Clean Water, you've eradicated the, the mutant disease, and you've got a facility to rebuild society from. What's wrong with that? Right, and, es- and especially since
0: they obviously decided not to follow on straight from Fallout 3. I mean, Fallout New Vegas is, you know, clear the hell across the country, right? So it's yeah. not like you're following directly on in the D.C. area. So whatever you decided to do in the D.C. area doesn't necessarily impact directly what's going out in Vegas. And maybe people have heard about it because, you know, there's radio broadcasts and whatnot. But they didn't have to, to, to tie it in so tightly to say that you, you must, even if you played a complete dirtbag the whole game, you, you can't side with the Enclave.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I, I don't think the Enclaves didn't fall out in Fallout new Vegas.
0: No, they're not. They, they have they have but basically they have the uh, California Repu- new Repu- the new California NCR, Republic. Yep. And then they have a couple of other factions out there, including some uh, some super mutants.
1: Well, the super mutants are definitely the mutants from Fallout One and Two. They're smart, although they're pulled in a part of Fallout Three there that. The, at the super mutant camp, the next generation of super mutants are dumb. Right. Which is, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, and apparently their leader calls her mutants the Dum Dums. <laughs> <laughs> so they actually sound like, so far from what I've read, the mutants are the only bad group that I've read so, about so far. Right. I guess the Powder Gang seems pretty bad as well.
0: Yeah, I, it's hard to say. Then you've got I Caesar's will know Legions. No one eight
1: days. Yeah. Seasons Legions is a uh, slaving society. That's... Yeah, they're just like the slavers in Fallout 3, it sounds like. Except a lot more organized and a lot more successful.
0: Right. right. Uh, and then you you've basically got. basically wipe out the slavers in Fallout 3. You can, you, it takes a little effort, but you can pretty much wipe all of them out. Yeah,
1: I, I did that. I wiped them out and took all their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you've got the um, Vegas Strip run by Mr. House. Right. Those beats. are the
0: three main factions, and from what that trailer you sent you sent me the link to said, you could also pretty much decide that you're not going to side with any of them and side with some of the minor factions that are going to be in the game.
1: You know, it's going to be interesting because houses from our period of time, like maybe 50 years from now, mm-hmm. and he was ill, froze himself, uh, and then unfreezes in, our, in this new time period where right. everything's everything's gone to hell. Um, and but there are
0: throwbacks in the original game too. I mean, in Fallout Three, there are all the, most many of the ghouls are from the time before the bombs dropped.
1: Yes, that's true. Well, the ones that could talk certainly tell
0: you that. Yeah, well, the smarter ones, the smarter ones are from before the bombs dropped. I mean, the whole plot line down there at uh, Point Lookout, which is the name I couldn't come up with before, is involved with a ghoul that co- goes back to before the bombs dropped, and a guy who's become a, a brain in a jar yeah. from
1: bombs dropped. <laughs> yeah and, them most for the bombs. and it 's really quite strange that they, given what they know um, that things haven 't progressed further, you know you would think the ghouls would have the most successful economy of any group, and there is a ghoul encampment in Fallout new vegas that's that uh and a, and a ghoul only casino as well
0: yeah, but that sounds kind of like it's going to be a sideline just like it was in vega in uh, fallout three where they're, they're kind of a I don't know G- ghouls. You're right. They could have done more with ghouls.
1: And actually, what I really want is the ghoul mask again, because uh, <laughs> I could wander through all the subways and I was fine. Uh, and ghouls gave me good discounts. And I want to be able to go what's to the ghoul that casino. One,
0: what's that one building? The one that's kind of, the one that is virtually impossible to find your way around, where you're supposed to go looking for a, to to find an artifact. The the tower. It's it's down near Tenpenny. The Dunwich just,
1: building. The haunted one?
0: Yeah, the Dunwich building. You don't have the ghoul mask there, and you go in at low levels, you're screwed.
1: Yeah, the first time I went in there, I didn't have the ghoul mask, and I was a medium level. I made it to the bottom, and I was like, okay, what now? And it wasn't until the expansion that 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 place had actually a point. Uh, Oh, really? Right, so there's a a mansion you can go to, and a cult member there sacrifices people down in his dungeon, and he has a book that's been stolen... You recover the book, and you can either give it back to him, or you can go destroy it at the monolith at the bottom of the Dunwich building. Right, but that only comes in
0: if you've got the expansion, the Broadpoint Lookout. Okay, see, yeah. this is why my viewpoint of the game is a little warped, because I never saw the original no DLC game. Right. So, so like, think- if, from what I understand of the ending of the game, the game ends at the point where you decide to, to, to either use the FE, FEV virus or not. And you know, you either die or you don't, right? And that was the ending of the yep. original game. Yep. Whereas, if you have the down, all the downloadable content, the game goes on for another huge boss battle after that.
1: Right, the giant movable platform thingy. Right, right. It, it, it,
0: and it doesn't. It, if you have the downloadable content, that doesn't even feel like the end of the game, except for the fact that they do that. Um, they play the video about you being either the hero or villain of the whole thing.
1: I liked the. It's kind of um,
0: confusing because they play that and then the game goes on.
1: I liked the subway system in that expansion with the, um, the final battle against the Enclave. And you basically. Yeah. I reprogrammed it and it was like, oh, you're the best person ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I did the same thing. It was kind of cool. Um, I liked going to Pittsburgh and it being a slave encampment. I thought that was fitting.
0: Actually, you know what's funny about the downloadable content if you have the, the, the whole thing, including the uh, bro- the uh, broken steel one?
1: Yeah, all of the things go off when you start get outside for the first time. Well, when you go to Anchorage, alas, if you
0: go to the Operation Anchorage part and you finish that, you get armor that, unlike every other power armor suit in the game, never deteriorates no matter what you do.
1: Yeah, it's it's from the era but it- that vault that I mean the whole point of that anchorage thing was that they were trying to gain access to a vault filled with technology pre war. Right. And the the stuff isn't as powerful, but it's durable because it's hasn't been exposed to, to, to deteriorating radiation and heavy metals and stuff like that. Right, right. But that that's j
0: but that pseudo armor is awesome because you know, people shoot it you you get shot up to hack and it. <laughs> It doesn't deteriorate, unlike yeah. some of the other armor, which is technically better, but deteriorates like crazy.
1: Yeah. What, one thing I disliked was that the, as you leveled up, the, the casual monsters just get harder. Uh, and I kind of prefer it where... Okay, so here's a um, a monster running at me, and I pull out my repeat, Washington's Repeater Rifle, which is awesome, right. and shoot it. And that worked back on low levels... And when you get to the high levels, you have to headshot the thing once or twice to kill it. Um, it, right, should, and, and it should be the same kind of as it well was before.
0: Yeah. That's kind of frustrating because if you play... I mean, to, to take an example out of another game, if you play Dragon Age, by the time you get up to about level 18 or 19, <laughs> the, the Hurlocks and Genlocks just fall over when you stare
1: at them. The, you know, okay, let's swap to Dragon Age. Let's talk about the ending. This really surprised me. Um... When you get to that final siege battle where the darkspawn are invading the city and you're rushing mm-hmm. into the city to, to stop them, yep. and the game swaps modes, all of the monsters except for the big bosses are super easy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, it, and it's just like, it felt very empowering and funny. And it was sort of like, I kind of wish that it had, it had built up that so that it wasn't a giant jump from, you know, you have a random encounter on the way there and, and the regular monsters beat you up. And then you arrive at the wall, and suddenly the exact same monsters are butter. They just melt in front of you. I know. The first few
0: times I played that game, I actually dreaded random encounters. Many was the time that I'd get a random encounter and just wonder if I was going to have to go back to my previous save.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so I I really wish that they'd ramped that up, that as you had gotten better, they, they threw units that were just as strong as they were before, so now they're not very strong against you, but they just threw more of them at you. You know, Right, right. I mean, because even, even a bunch of crappy
0: Genlocks, if they surround your mage with them, he's going to have trouble.
1: Yeah, and they should be really easy units, just lots of them, and you get that feeling of, oh, a war is coming, right? More and more enemy are approaching, I'm able to deal with them, but the very fact that there's so many of them makes this hard. That's what it should have been like, um, but instead right. they, they have this kind of binary switch off, now everything's easy, except for the Super Dragon at the end.
0: Right. Although, you know, playing through that part of the ending of Dragon Age, this this was where I realized uh, I actually finally got one of the things you've been talking about, where you mentioned that people who play these games on the PC are te- typically or have better skills of the game than people who play it on console. And it's, it's, it's partly that, but it's also that playing on the console is different than playing on the PC. I've got Dragon Age on my Mac, and I've got Dragon Age on the Xbox. And to take probably the best example, you know the part in Dragon Age where... You face, you face Couthrine and a whole crap load of guys in really good armor. Mm-hmm, yeah. The smartest move is to allow yourself to be captured and then break out of jail. If you're playing on the console, that's a really hard battle to win. It's hard on the so PC, hard. too. It is, but on the PC, it's easier. And I'll tell you why. On the PC, it is so much easier to, to take and target individual targets. So you can lock on individual monsters or individual opponents much more easily. So... You can decide, I want to cast Crushing Prison, specifically on that mage over there. And on the console, you can do that, but it's much more difficult. It's, it's quite easy to say, I want to cast, cast Crushing Prison, and instead of having it hit the mage, it hits some random dude in armor. That just
1: sounds broken to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's the targeting is harder. It's, it, it's, you know On the PC, what happens is you hit the space bar and you pause, and you go to each character, you right-click to target which guy you want to yeah, attack. Yeah, it's a strategy game. And then they go and attack them. Right. Well, on the on the console, it almost runs like real-time. Now, you can hit the radio menu and pause the game, but that's a momentary pause, and you can't leave it there like you can on the PC or Mac. You know, on, on the PC, you can hit the space bar and then just ponder the battlefield for minutes at a time, you know, kind of leisurely, and decide what you're going to do. Well, on the console, that, it, it almost that, runs like a real-time
1: battle. That comment about PC versus console players, um... Came from a a interview with one of the people behind Modern Warfare Two. This was back before they all didn't get paid and quit and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, one of the things that that happened was they were they would have the game identical between the console and the PC for a while, and you could actually play the game networked between the two services. And they found. That the PC people were obliterating the console people. Just obliterating them. So they did two things. First off, they removed the bridge so that the two systems were separate. And the other right. thing they did was they added, by default, auto-aim on the Xbox. So you, right. you vaguely point at someone uh, and then shoot and it snaps into that where you're shooting. You don't have that on PC. Right. And if you add that into PC, the, the community laughs at you, right? It's just, it's just ridiculous right. to a PC player that we would need such aids. Uh, so when, when I first discovered that Modern Warfare 2 on the console helped you aim, I was just like, I was laughing. I'm, I'm literally a PC player where it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you need the computer to help you shoot? What's going on here? Uh, so I thought that was pretty damn funny.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I haven't played Modern Warfare on the Mac, uh, so I can't, or obviously it's not available there, but I haven't played that on a PC either, and I can't tell you how hard or easy it would be, but on the console, at least with a game like Dragon Age, it actually is much easier to run large-scale battles on the PC than it is on the console, because of the fact that it's so much easier to decide to lock somebody in. I mean, in any battle, you want to kill the mage first in Dragon Age, and it's much easier to do that on the PC than it is on the on the console.
1: Yep. Um, My first encounter with the dragon was Morgan's mum. That did not go well. I lost that, so I I left her. Uh, My second encounter was at the um, religious mountain peak. The high high dragon. Yeah, I actually killed that one and got so much loot I had to go back a second time to pick it all up and sell it and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. You,
0: you, you know what I didn't realize until I played a few times? And actually, the stupid thing is my daughter was the one who pointed this out to me. At any, I, I used to run through Orzammar, figuring that I, once I was in the Deep Roads, I had to stay in the Deep Roads. Or, or the same thing with, the, with the, that religious temple. Once I was up there, I kind of thought I had to stay up there. I don't know why I had this thought in my head, but I kind of thought that it was just too far to go back. But, you know, at any point, you can bail out and go back to camp and start selling
1: stuff. Except the travel times are long and there are not sections to, yeah, when you're to, in, say,
0: well, oh yeah, from the from the mountaintop certainly, but and and even parts of Orzammar. But yeah. generally speaking, in Orzammar, every time you get to a point where you're transitioning from one area to the other, what I do, what I did the last few times I played, was just bail back to camp because there's no travel time to speak of. Just
1: Here's something really stupid in that game. If you have the them, DLC, then you can do the Warden's Keep, and you get the Warden's Keep. There's a mission up there where you meet um, Malphite. Um, what, what's Malphicate. Is that the word? Malforath? Uh, no, no, One of the, a mage who's used blood magic.
0: Oh, him, yeah, I forget his name. Uh, a, 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 no, I'm just
1: talking about, what, what do they call those, um, those types of malefic- mages? Maleficars. Yeah, Maleficar, right. Anyway, that plot point goes nowhere. You, you know, I told him, do your research, give me some good tech. You know, right. I uh, thought something was going to come of that. I thought nothing happened. Point, I, you know, I thought before the final battle he would come back and say, "I've cracked it. Here's the secret." Nothing happens.
0: Um, right. The other thing uh, is that a, plot point.
1: The other thing is that you get a a chest that you can pr- store stuff in. Why the hell isn't that at my camp? <laughs> why do I have to walk all the way back over halfway across freaking... Ah, oh, it's ridiculous. Well, now, even worse.
0: Why does it not? warp over to to the uh, one in Awakening. If if I went to all the trouble to save this crap, wouldn't I carry it with me when I went to the new keep in in, in uh, Awakening? Absolutely. I mean, uh, the other thing that kind of torqued me off was the way... Um, this this is kind of a knock on, on Bioware to some extent. The difference between the way some things run in Dragon Age and, and the way they run in Mass Effect is just bizarre. I mean, the, the, the way the DLCs run, if you... If you're playing Dragon Age, there's actually a limit to how many save games you can have.
1: So yeah, but this playing... is an Xbox thing.
0: Oh, yeah, I know it's not a PC thing, but on the Xbox, it's irritating as heck. And the thing is, is it's it doesn't seem to impact the... Um... The reason it impacts you, though, is that in Dragon Age, if you import a character from, game, from Dragon Age Origins to Awakening, it creates a brand new character and thus takes up a save slot. Whereas if you're playing Mass Effect, which is from the same vendor, and you import a character... From, you take a character from Mass Effect 2 into one of their DLCs, they don't do the thing where they decide to import your character and, and create a new slot. It's just like, It seems like they ran the DLCs a whole lot more smoothly in Mass Effect than they did in Dragon Age. I don't know what they did wrong, but...
1: Well, the DLC something. in Dragon Age as well, a, a lot of the random encounters were the way you got into the DLC. Yeah. Uh, and that was pretty cool.
0: There are tons more games to talk about, so come back to the Vault soon and see what we have to say about them. If you have feedback, please send it to J-A-R-O-B-E-R at gmail.com.